You are listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast, episode number 42, with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Father Roderick. And we are here each and every week to talk about one of our favorite television shows for inspiration and encouragement into ah, inspiring us to live a more healthy and balanced life and to work our butts off in the gym, out on the roads running, jogging, whatever the case may be, because occasionally we need that encouragement because there are times when we fall off the wagon for a couple weeks, whether it be illness or other things in our schedules. And then all of a sudden we appear on YouTube or on the television and we say to ourselves, oh my gosh, I'm starting to get fat again. Yes. <laughs> I saw myself on TV. I see myself on TV every week because I do. I am a host of a, of a TV show. And uh, of course, obviously, when I'm recording that, I'm not looking at myself. I'm just looking, staring into that big camera hole, pretending that I'm looking at the audience. And, uh, and, and you know, my, the cameraman, uh, since I'm always filming on location in different uh, cities here in, in, um, in the Netherlands, uh, my cameraman has a, a slight preference for low angles because he wants to, for instance, if I'm standing in front of a, uh, the other day I was standing in front of one of the royal palaces of our royal family here in the Netherlands, which is a magnificent building. But in order to get that on camera, even with a wide angle, you have to choose a low point of view. And so the, the camera is tilted upwards towards me. And so I'm, I'm slightly looking down at the camera and I'm doing my, my, my lines. And then the next day I watch that on TV and I see this big double chin appearing. I was like, ah, what I is cannot that? believe this. I haven't seen you since forever. <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> fat again. And I tell you, there is no better motivation to go out and run and stop eating too much than, than, than just the vanity of seeing a double chin. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then, of course, you know, I'm watching it on a big, you know, a big plasma TV. So it's like widescreen double chin. Oh my goodness. I had no idea that I was so vain, but... Uh, <laughs> Well, you know, that's, that's the, it's the craziest thing because, I mean, it's it, I was telling uh, before we got started, I was sharing with you, is like, it just seems like that's the first place people notice. You, you start working out and uh, you, you get really intense with your workout. You lose, a, you, all you need to do is lose somewhere between like two to five or even eight pounds and, and people begin to immediately notice in your face. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you, it, you almost get a little bit more of a, almost a slightly chiseled look to your face. The, uh, and, and, and people start to, um, comment. And of course that's always great because it's like, wow, it's like people are noticing this is great. It's a great additional yeah. motivation. Forget about, what you're, forget about what you're talking about in that YouTube video. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe how Cliff looks. Uh, well, what's that video about again? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. It's funny when I'll sit there and I'll do a YouTube video and, and nobody comments on the, on the content. It's all about my cheeks. <laughs> so funny uh it's so vain it's so vain <laughs> but anyway the thing is is i was sharing that you know i find that if i let myself go for as much as two or three weeks without regular daily physical activity 
you know, the the scale may not be going up very much, but one of the things I notice, notice is when I do a YouTube video, it's like all of a sudden it almost is, it's either like I got, I got stung by a bee on both cheeks or or I'm storing nuts for the winter or something. Just I'm just getting, it's like my <laughs> cheeks get bloated or something. I don't know. Well, it, it is definitely true that people uh, react to, to changes in the face uh, the most. I mean, that's what's most obvious. And uh, I've, I've noticed, too, that um, my, my weight didn't change that much over the past few weeks. But I, I have got the very strong suspicion that it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's moving. The weight is moving from one place to another. So it used to be muscle weight. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of turning into this kind of blobby thing around my waist. And since I'm a priest, I'm usually wearing black, so you don't notice it that much. And it, and it goes to the face. And for months, every time I was on television, the next Sunday in church, people would come up to me telling me, you should not lose more weight. You look really thin, too thin. <laughs> this is not good. We're worried. You have to eat more. And you know, people would even give me money to go buy pizzas. Talk about facilitating weight gain. And of course, I always like, well, no, I'm not looking thin. This is what I'm supposed to look. You were just, but you were always, you had this nice little. I love it. You cut yourself people. off. <laughs> I, I'm not thin. You're just fat. I mean, <laughs> well, I did. I never say that to my parishioners, but. Uh, but the the thing is that recently I we just restarted the second season of this TV show. Nobody has told me now that I'm too thin, so I'm starting Uh-oh. to get worried. <laughs> you know, Doctor Monty, you and I, you turned me on to Doctor Monty a long time ago. Fitnessrocks.org. Um, he he. I, when I was listening to his podcast, he talked about that a whole lot about when people get to their ideal weight, that people oftentimes will say you look extremely unhealthy. And and you know what I I do know where this comes from. I don't know if it's as big a deal in the Netherlands as it is here in the states, but it's a very big deal here. But uh, there are two things known as bulimia and uh, anorexia that yeah. are eating disorders. And um, what happens is those people, you know, those people they they always consistently do anything and everything within their power to keep their weight to the bare minimum. Oftentimes, they will get down to what their ideal weight is, but they do it in a very unhealthy way that is making them sick and causes malnutrition, and and literally, they can die from those diseases. Correct. And so, what happens is, in, in our culture, and, and Dr. Monty talked about this in one of his podcasts, he says, that, you know, people think that all of a sudden, if you have a chiseled face and, and people can start to see your, your muscles and, you know, through your skin, I mean, they think that you're very unhealthy, but the reality is, is that we've become so conditioned to see people who are overweight and obese that everybody who is at their ideal weight would look sick, and in our mind, we associate with being thin and at your healthy ideal weight as being somebody who might be struggling with anorexia or mm. one of the other eating disorders. Yeah, could very well be that that is part of because I don't think that people say that on purpose or but it's they associate thinness with lack of nutrition and so you know you got the, the thing they always keep telling me is you got to take good care of yourself you know <laughs> meaning you got to eat more i was like well i am taking good care of myself hey i'm losing all this weight through running and eating super healthy stuff well at least th- that's what i 
used to say. And see, the thing is, is a lot of those people that interact with you, they're not listening to your podcast every week and and stuff like that. So they they don't really know that you're doing this. They they might see that you know I see Father Roderick out there running all the time, and man, he's always running, and he looks so thin. And and I'm thinking he's probably just so concerned about his weight that he's just you know. And and as Eric Fister uh, quoted in the chat room, so many people say he's wasting away. And the fact is, is that you are you're you are eating healthy foods. You're eating appropriate amount of calories, and and you're maintaining a healthy weight, and and that can be a very good thing. But I I can see where people get that opinion, uh, and feel like you know, hey, I'm concerned about you, and and I think that in a way it should make us feel good that they're concerned. But at the same time, it's so sad that um you know that not not more people understand what a healthy person actually should look like. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's um, it, it's a cultural thing, and it, it, it there are waves because in history, if you look, at, if you go to into a museum, you take a look at paintings from from the various centuries, you will see that d- during certain certain areas, certain eras, certain times, uh, it was considered to be a sign of wealth and a sign of uh, good fortune to be very weight, uh, very heavy, and uh, so girls. You know, you've got these these nudes posing there, and and they're like big blobs. They're like Jabba the Hutts, and uh, but at that time, that was the norm for beauty. It's like the chubby, you know. Um, there's a, there's a one of these painters who was well known. It wasn't a Rubens, yeah, Peter Paul Rubens, and he when he used to paint women, it was always these very chubby women, and it and you know if you if if they would see a supermodel in, in in that time, they would think that you're you're an alien from another planet. <laughs> Whereas now, it's it's, it's we've got this, this strange, uh, disturbed relationship with with uh, what we think looks good and looks healthy. I mean, you had this whole trend of uh, supermodels getting thinner and thinner and 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 really being unhealthily thin. And now there's kind of a you know, you've, you might have seen these Dove uh, advertisements for yes. certain soap, and they try to portray like real women. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 kind of now it's the balance is going to the other side again. It's like chubby is good, you know, too too thin is not good either. And we seem to never really find the right balance in that. It's either too heavy or it's too thin. And why can't we just strike the middle ground there? Exactly. The important thing here is to understand and, and to take a to take some time to become educated on what is right for our bodies. You know, to to learn what you know, to, you know what what does it mean to have an extra fifty pounds, you know, on us above what our ideal weight should be for for proper health, and and what does that mean for our organs? You know, how's that? You know, how does that affect our heart? How does that affect our liver and our kidneys and and all of this other stuff? And and not only that, but not just our organs, but our our joints, our knees, our ankles, and and our our back pain and and all this other stuff that we all go through and. And stuff like that. It, I, I think you know. I think we ought to take some time to become a little bit more educated, and you know why? Why do this? And of course, I think it was actually when I actually started learning the reason why I should want to lose weight outside of just looking better, so that people would treat me. I mean, because let's let's face it, people treat you different when you're overweight and obese than if you're not. Yeah, it, it's a it's a fact of life you are treated differently. And and so for the longest time I wanted to be 
uh, at a lower weight and just so that I looked better so that people would treat me better and act, you know, that I would be thought of better. But now mm-hmm. it, it wasn't until I learned what it meant to my body and my overall health and the ability for me to, Lord willing, be around longer for my family and for my kids that I really started to tackle this and started to lose some weight in a very healthy way. Well, and and uh, your physical appearance kind of balances out after a while. The, the thing is that if people haven't seen you for a long time and they suddenly see the new cliff or the new Father Roderick, they're like, oh, what happened? Are you sick? You know, and, and they, uh, everything looks weird. It's almost like the invert, inver, the inverted process of what happens, you know, when you go through puberty. And like everything is out of proportion because you you haven't found your final balance yet. And it, you know, teenagers normally look weird. It's like they're too long. They're, even their movements are strange. And I think in our process where we are trying to get healthy and lose weight, there is going to be this middle, t- this, this time in between, let's say, the time of being obese and the time that we are at our, our, our perfect weight where we are going to look a little bit strange and it's going to be out of proportion and, 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 uh, you know, and, and people have to get used to the new look. And after a while, it's kind of the, the more, the healthier you are, I think that that will radiate and it will look, it will look normal again. It's, uh, uh, but, but it's, it's, it's kind of this, this whole pursuit, I think of balance. Um, and if you find that inner balance, uh, as far as health, as far as, you know, stress and, and relaxation. And if you, if you, if you find a good balance on all the fronts, perhaps even on spiritual, on the spiritual level, that will, that will show itself. And, uh, and, and, and you will start to look normal again, but it's going to be a, a different total, a different normal from, from the previous norm. Absolutely. Well, hey, let's talk a little bit about the show and, uh, then we'll talk a little bit about our personal journeys here about what's going on in our own lives. Uh, what'd you think about this week's episode of the biggest loser? Um, he was a lot of drama There's a lot of reality TV. Um, and, um, uh, uh, a bit too much for my taste. Uh, I, I, I didn't, I don't like, they, they keep showing, you know, all the, the, the plans that the, some of these contestants make to kind of protect each other. And let's, let's try to get rid of that and that person. <sighs> of course, it's counterbalanced from time to time with some of the contestants that are like, well, I'm here for my health and I don't care about the, the, the game. But I always get a little bit upset if I see these players after 10 seasons still focusing on gameplay and, and motivated by the 100,000 bucks that they can win. Or no, 250,000 bucks. Or 250, whatever. It is. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you still not learned after so many years that it's not about winning? It's not about the money. It's about getting healthy. And so I get upset when I see those. You know what, though? I, and and I, I, I think about myself in this position. If I were on the ranch, for me, I don't know if it, if the gameplay would be so much about the 250000 although I'm sure it would be a motivator. But there, there is a real desire, I think, on the part not to, to actually play the game, but just to stay on the ranch one more week. And, well, that's kind and, of what, what Bob and Jillian said in their reaction uh, to the first uh, temptation where some contestants had eaten lots and lots of cupcakes. Well, that's uh, not true. Everybody expected them to, everybody expected them to be uh, super mad, and instead they were like, hey, we understand you want to stay on the ranch as long as possible. Hey, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, <laughs> but, the, but the reality is, is in, I mean, they made this so much bigger than it was, not Bob and yeah. Jillian, but the show did. I mean, the person who won only ate three 
cupcakes. Now, oh, really? Yeah, that's just, that's just three. Oh, wow. I had the impression that he ate at least eight or ten. I could be wrong. Wait, no, may- no, no. I think you're right because they got clues. Uh, they, yeah. For those that so, haven't seen the show, uh, there were like hundreds of cupcakes and there was just one cupcake that had a, like a special prize, which was a one pound advantage. And if you hold on to it every week, it becomes two pounds, three pounds, four pounds. So that's right. very valuable. And you had to discover the one cupcake. And if you didn't find the right cupcake, then you would get a clue. You know, for instance, it's like all the red cupcakes. Right. And then you get it's the red cupcakes with a certain type of fruit on top of it and that's kind of how they eliminate it exactly well the the thing is is i'm finding that i'm getting a little bit frustrated with the biggest loser for a different reason oh and and i still love the show it's a still great motivation but man there there's absolutely no reason it has to be two hours every week yeah (laughs) it's that's starting to wear thin on me because I, I still want to make sure that I'm always watching this show, always up to date so that we can come here and, and talk about it with, you know, but sometimes, you know, the schedule, just watching two hours of television. And of course, I have it DVR'd and I can skip all the commercials and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But man, it is, it's difficult. I, f- I found the perfect solution for this. What is it? I only watch one hour of The Biggest Loser every week. Which is that? <laughs> <laughs> so I download the video file. Uh huh. And I play it in VLC player. Ah, free uh, fr- freeware program. And yeah. it's on all the platforms. And that VLC player has a little nifty feature, which is you can up the speed, but the sound stays the same. Huh. So you c- and I noticed that if you up the speed to let's say twice the speed. You can still perfectly understand what is said. It's very similar to the people that that uh, put on the the, twi- the two twofold speed with podcasts on their iPod. You can you can still follow it, and in a way, it it actually helps me focus even more on on the content. Hmm. And so I, I get to see, for instance, the the weigh in. I I mean, there's there's something attractive about the weigh in because you're like, oh, how much did that person lose or not? But I get totally bored of the bleep, 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 bleep. And then they go into a break and then they start the whole thing again. It's like bleep, bleep. So now during that whole weigh-in, I sped up to two and a half speed. And so it's like, so the next person, so the next person is, and then beep, 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 boing, result. Next person, beep, 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 boing. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Actually, I can demonstrate it here real quick. Uh, We have a second. Sure, sure. So this is the, can you hear this? This is the normal sound. One more. Good job. Okay. Now I'll just put it somewhere. Uh, Let me, let me go to the, to the way in actually. Okay. That's that's pretty cool. And uh, let me up the volume here. Uh, I've got a whole new configuration here. Um, Let's see. Um, Let me just say this has been a So this is slow, you know. Uh, Now I'm going to two speed. Okay. Every day I'm here. It's just a better, it's a better day for me and my future life. I'm like, oh, gosh, I have a lot of people left. Next turn land. Please see your previous weight was 267 pounds. Your current weight is. Isn't that cool? Yes. Minus seven. Oh, that is funny. Watching the... It's virtual video weight loss. It's instead of getting like an obese episode, you kind of trim it down to its ideal size. <laughs> <laughs> and then when there's something cool, you know, every once in a while you get, for instance, 
uh, I, I always like the recipes when they show something, you know, this is how you cook uh, a healthy cupcake. I was like, ooh, I want to see that. And, and then I slow down to one speed and I just watch the recipe and then they go like, uh, they're going to go do some stupid test uh, or some some game where it's like super boring and it's just nothing to learn there. I just up it all the way to two and a half speed and it's like, zip. Yep. Okay. <laughs> No, that's uh, what Biggest Loser Chipmunk Edition. Yes. Well, they don't really talk like chipmunks. They just talk very fast. It's exactly. like ADD version of the Biggest Loser. <laughs> all-, <laughs> all right. So there was, you know, I I just wrote down a couple little notes here uh, from what I I gathered from the episode that I fo- found as pull away is that it is, you know, an average cupcake. You know, it, you know, if you make it with sugar and icing with butter and all this other stuff and blah blah blah. You know, a cupcake can have as many as 750 calories for one cupcake. You know, it can even be worse. I, I was once on, an, uh, on a, an airport and I, I forgot which, I think it was in the United States. And it was an airport where I'd never been. And uh, uh, I had a layover of like three, four hours. I, had, I was hungry. I didn't eat much in the plane. And the only place, it was a small airport, and the only place where you could get something to eat was this kind of uh, wannabe uh, Starbucks store. Mm-hmm. And they had these huge cupcakes. I mean, really big. And I, I, I'm not used to eating cupcakes at all. I've, we don't have cupcakes in the Netherlands. Um, and so I was like, oh, that looks like cake, but I'm worried. But I was also hungry. So, okay, what the heck? I bought this one cupcake. And I, I took the brownest one, so they had like the very, like uh, the one with the, the purple or yellow glaze, like that has to be full of sugar. And some something told me that perhaps the one with the, that looks very brown has more whole wheat in it. I was just completely kidding myself, but it looks healthier than the fluorescent colors of the others. And so I ate it, and only after I finished like half of the cupcake... I discovered that they had this sheet on the wall with all their calorie, the calorie table. Like nowadays, some of these restaurants have that. Yeah. And I looked at that one cupcake and you will not believe it. It was 1,200 calories. Oh my gosh. I, I just didn't understand how they can put 1,200 calories in one cupcake. <laughs> I'm, it's a miraculous cupcake. But man, was I cured. <laughs> it was pure lard. Yeah, it's worse. You'd better eat bacon stuff with lard than yeah, <laughs> than a cupcake. Oh gosh. Well, anyway, I I did like that they he showed that you don't have to give up on desserts, but you can do things to make them in a in a smarter way. And I, I love the fact that he showed what looked to be very appealing, uh, one hundred calorie cupcakes. Yeah, Curtis Stone, the uh, the Australian. Uh, cook who's always on the biggest loser i think he's got like uh, a five-year contractor and it's always int- oh that gets on my nerves as well there's always one of these female players that are like oh i would so trade in all my cupcakes for oh, Kurt yes. Stone. he looks <laughs> so smashing oh, and then they show this hug in slow motion of this sweaty overweight woman crushing like curtis stone and i'm like oh man yeah, <laughs> like this, but uh, yeah, but he's got some good recipes. Well, the, it looked really good with making the uh, the stuff with um, just the egg whites instead of having the yolks in there, and of course, then um, of course that always for me that I I can't imagine making something with just the egg whites. It seems like such a, a waste to throw the yolk away. I'm like ah, anyway. <laughs> well, so, it's 
it's it's an interesting uh, recipe actually um i found the recipe on uh, the website of, uh, of uh, the NBC website of The Biggest Loser. So for our listeners, if you want to, if you like cupcakes and you want to prepare them, they didn't give the recipe on the show. They showed just elements of it. But the full recipe is on um, NBC.com slash and then The Biggest Loser with dashes. And then you click on exclusives. And there you have a list of the different cooks and food experts. And if you click on uh, Curtis Stone, you see all the recipes that he's ever prepared on the show and there's some good stuff there um and it's all in australian so <laughs> it's all in australian so you should be able to read it right yeah i you, guess so oh you mean like the measurements are like metric. no 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 no, no. Oh, okay because english australian is like english but i anyway. gotcha but, <laughs> but what do you think about the strategy that was proposed there because the thing was they they said well instead of depriving yourself from um desserts Surround yourself with good temptations. Ooh. So surround yourself with food that is still triggers your desire for gratification and sweetness, etc. But make sure that the stuff that you surround yourself with is is health is, are healthy versions. Do you think that works, or 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 could that also have the risk that you don't really change your behavior. You're just kind of outsmarting yourself. Well, I, the one thing that concerns me is that, you know, the, the, they say they, they didn't say it, but I, I know that they meant it. They meant it in the right way. And I think if you replace those temptations with healthy temptations, mm-hmm. not just lower calorie temptations and see, that's where I think they miscommunicate or they failed to communicate something that they could have done. Uh, it wouldn't have taken too much more airtime at all to actually communicate this. Like, for example, instead of having, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, X, why don't you have um, an 80 calorie low fat yogurt, you know, standing by? Because that's that's a that's a healthier choice. And this is why this food is good for you. The, I think what, what you're going to see here is it's like all of a sudden you're going to have a lot of people who haven't read up and educated themselves on food and health and all of this other stuff. They're going to see that. It's like, oh, so instead of having, you know, a 750 calorie cupcake, I should surround myself with healthy 100 calorie cupcakes. Yeah. And and the, what and in our shopping centers, they have an entire aisle of 100 calorie junk food. Yes. And the thing is, if you if you it, normally you might eat one cupcake 700 calories. And now with all these Hundred calorie va- variants. You might be tempted to eat seven cupcakes. This <laughs> seven is true. Calories. I, I, they, they, all the rage right now here in the supermarket, uh, supermarket is um, like they call it diet potato chips, or, or they call everything that's diet. They call it light. Like like this totally stupid name, but everything is light. And the law actually here, the food laws uh, in my country say that you can call something already light or diet. If it has like twenty percent less of the of the let's say less fat or less sugar, so it still has got eighty percent of rubbish of of unhealthy stuff in it. And so these light chips, I always look at the calorie amounts. And a regular bag of potato chips, same weight as the diet version, um, has for instance like one hundred grams is five hundred fifty calories, and the, then the diet one is like one hundred grams is four hundred and eighty calories. And and just the number five turning into four makes triggers a lot of people like, oh, this is a lot. This is a lot lighter. But it's only like 70 calories difference per 100 grams. And if you eat the whole bag, 
you're still eating like six or 700 calories, if not more. And so it's, it's like, we're, who are we fooling with that strategy? I, I think it's, it's, you're right to say that, that there could be more education for instead of, you know, going with the junk food that is just a bit less junk food, why not just uh, propose real tasty alternatives? Well, and they did that next by inviting Bob to the house. But again, I, I do think that they, they, I mean, I know that they're training the people on the ranch to, mm-hmm. to make lifestyle changes, but I think that they fail in the editing room to to bring some of that training out. I think a lot of that get, gets actually uh, discarded and let's get it out. Uh, in the chat room, there's someone uh, saying, well, hey, I saw chips the other day made from vegetables. That's another that's another trick. Yep. So they've got like carrot potato chips or carrot chips. And but and so that sounds all oh, carrots. That must be healthy. That must be good for my eyes, etc. If you look at it, like huge amounts of salt, they are all baked in, in the same fat as potato chips, and the caloric value is exactly the same. So don't fall for that either. Yeah. It's, it's all these marketing tricks that make you believe that it's healthy for you, but it's not. So they took us to Bob's house. For, this is the first time yeah. that they've ever taken us to Bob's. Do you think we're going to get to Jillian's house next season? I don't know. I'm I'm sure that a lot of people are curious. To, uh, <laughs> although I have to say, Jillian is is um, she posts a lot of stuff to her Facebook page and to Twitter. Um, actually, she's much more open when it comes to her private life than than Bob is. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, she she's she's always. She's traveling a lot, so I I don't think that she's ever at home. Um, but she posts a lot of pictures just of, you know, her being with friends or with, you know, a, a horse or something like that. And uh, or on vacation or with uh, um, uh, fans. And, um, and actually, I like it because she's also uh, very – the way that she uses Twitter – it's very much her, so you can totally tell that she's not having like an assistant posting personal tweets, uh, but it's really her. And the other day, it was so funny. Um, she she is also subscribed to um, Bob's Twitter account, which is I think like twitter.com slash my trainer Bob. And, um, and then she, she tweets uh, to Bob with an at, at reply, like, hey, my trainer Bob, I, I think it's great that you are on Twitter, but dude, your tweets are boring. <laughs> <laughs> Bob is always like, hey, I'm going to eat something. I'm going to eat two healthy celery steaks. What about you? Or today, my challenge is to go out running for, for two hours. What? So it's all these motivational tweets and it's not, it actually is not personal at all. Whereas Jillian is like, oh, I just fell off a horse. I sh- shall I shoot it or not? Or shall I shoot myself? <laughs> that kind of stuff. So it's much more. It's much more entertaining, I think. Yeah. Anyway. Oh boy. So what else uh, from the episode here? Of course, the, we we learned what Bob has in his fridge or what he doesn't have in his fridge. He he doesn't do uh, processed foods. He's a vegetarian, and we learned that he likes to have foods with a very short shelf life. Bob looks a lot like Steve. Steve. The Steve. Oh, Steve Jobs, you mean? Steve Jobs. He's a vegan vegan too. Okay. Steve Steve Jobs is 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 to, is a total vegan, uh, which a lot of people say, well, that's why he looks so thin, um forgetting that he had major surgery. Yeah. But um but so he he he's a total vegan, which means not just you don't eat meat, you don't eat uh, fish, but also no dairy products. 
which requires a very um, careful cooking. Um, of course, it's super healthy because there's there's you, you don't get fed on on vegetables, but in meat and in fish, there are very essential nutrients, stuff that your body cannot make by itself. Right. So, a bit of meat is healthy. It's actually it's essential for our health. And if you don't, if you get rid of all that. And you have to compensate it with, um, well, different types of food, you know, beans. And there's a, yeah, but it's it's not something that you can improvise. And in fact, a lot of vegans have to take uh, even food supplements because they, they just don't get the essential nutrition that their body needs. Uh, but but there there is a similarity, I think, in, in phys- physical similarity between Steve Jobs and, and Bob. Uh, Bob Harper looks extremely thin and very kind of sculpted, but... Um, I don't know. Also, yeah, just very thin. And, well, and you know who else is a vegan, or at least who became a vegan? Who's that? Um, did you see the the? Well, obviously you saw it. Um, Super Size Me. Yeah. Do you remember the 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 guy who made who the documentary maker? Or what's his name? Um, I can't I remember his name, but um, Mor- 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 Morlock, St- St- Morgan Spur- Spurlock, Morgan Sp- Sp- Spurlock, something like that. Um, so he went through this whole diet of eating only McDonald's for a month. Yes. Or was it two months? I, I forgot. And he became super unhealthy and his blood pressure and all, everything went through the roof. And, uh, but his girlfriend is a, is a, was a vegan or is a vegan, uh, assuming that they're still, uh, in a relationship. And then, so after he finished that, disastrous mcdonald's diet she put him on uh like two months of of completely vegan stuff and uh on his blog and and after he finished that documentary he was he was posting a lot of uh, updates and 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 he said that was the one of the hardest things ever to switch to a vegan diet after a month of eating almost everything at mcdonald's has like uh, meat or fat or something that's originally from an animal in it and then the shock to his system to go vegan uh, almost uh, you know made him ill again because it's not something that we're used to it's not it's not natural to be a vegan right it's health right. it might be healthy but uh, again uh, don't do this uh, by yourself <laughs> get some advice before you try that out well i'm very blessed to have as clients a lot of uh, a lot of my newer clients today uh, I got involved in a whole network of people who are all about organic living, uh, going, you know, moving back to the, you know, to the country and and growing your own food and and uh, so it, it it's been good for me because I've been listening to their content to kind of critique it for you know improvements yeah. and stuff like that. So I'm listening to some very encouraging feedback and and again a lot of healthy stuff. So I encourage people nice. to check out the stuff yep. like. If, if there's if there's something if there are shows that might be interesting for uh, I I'd like to check that out. Uh, there are um, harvest. Uh, let's see. I think it's uh, harvesteating.com is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's by Chef Keith Snow, and uh, there is um, uh, borntofarm.com is another client that's just getting started, and uh, simplegoodlifenetwork.com. Those are three out there. So again, that's harvest eating and i'm actually typing this now harvesteating.com um what was the other one i said born to farm.com and simple good life network.com i'll put all three of those in the show notes excellent 
Excellent. Yeah, I can tell that you've been involved in borntofarm.com. I recognize the website style. <laughs> Reminds me of a certain gsbn.tv website. Just a little bit, huh? <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and uh, there was one great tip in um, the whole vegan uh, part of the episode, uh, which was uh, just kind of a, a loose comment, but so true. And Bob said, food has to be colorful. It has to look good. And especially if it's vegan, you gotta, you, you have to um, almost convince the person who doesn't, who's not used to that type of food that it's good to eat. And of course, uh, the, the, the more colorful, the better. But he said, you know, the color is where all the, where all the good stuff is. And that is particularly true for vegetables and especially green veggies. Uh, the greener the leaves, the more nutrients, the more healthy they are. Um, so that, that's, a, that's a very good um, rule of thumb. If, if your plates look gray and overcooked, it's because you, it, all the nutrients are gone. And um, actually, the, the cooking process itself... If you, if you cook vegetables for too long, um, it, it almost loses all its nutri uh, nutritious values. You just keep the fiber. Um, but uh, so th there is a lot to say for the type of, you know, eating just raw vegetables, if you, if, you, if you fathom that. So salads, very healthy, especially with dark green leaves. Um, also try, um, you know, stir frying with a little bit of like the Chinese kitchen, very healthy. Um, just super hot oil. And if, if it's vegetable oil, it's not necessarily bad for you. You just have to count the calories because oil has a lot of calories, but it's not necessarily bad for you. Um, and then just stir fry the vegetables very, very briefly and they'll get crisp and, and, but they will still be very tasty and everything. It, it remains very colorful. I love, uh, the Chinese kitchen because it's every plate looks like a painting. Uh, whereas our 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 Western style uh, of cooking is like let's put everything in a pan and just let's let's cook it for an hour and there's nothing left. So right. anyway, and and of course the final thing that I pulled out of this was um, Bob says you know he asked them what do you guys usually eat and the one person says well I feed myself and my entire family with just a five dollar pizza and he's like and it's <sighs> going to be hard to beat a five dollar pizza when it comes to price but. You've got to look at the cost of what this is. I mean, the cost isn't five dollars. True. The, the the cost is so much more when you consider what you know. All of these five dollar pizzas and food like it are going to do to your overall health. And just imagine what you're what you're putting your kids through and and the life that you're leading them into with those five dollar pizzas all the time. And what about the development of the taste of these kids? Yeah. You no. Know, the the more diverse you eat, the more you develop your palate, and so the more you will appreciate all these different tastes and 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 also you know what healthy food tastes like. But if you saturate your children with five dollar pizzas, overload it with you know cheap cheese or even cheese imitation, because oftentimes these cheap pizzas don't even contain cheese. It's kind of a chemical thing that that kind of has a resemblance to cheese, but it's not really cheese. And then especially the salt, it is killing the taste buds literally of these kids. And so they will refuse any type of healthy food. They won't it won't even cross their minds to try it out. I mean we both watched uh, the Food Revolu Revolution by Jamie Oliver. Yeah. Where he goes to these 
primary schools and tries to serve these children uh, healthy food. And all these children are like, ugh, we don't like it. Well, of course, because they never tasted something like that. So their initial reaction is going to be one of defense. It's like, I don't, we don't, we don't know this taste, so we're, we're not going to eat it. So uh, not only do you poison kids by, you know, serving them $5 pizzas, but you, you also destroy their chances of whenever they grow up and might have more money to spend, uh, they won't spend it on healthy food because they won't like it. They never, they never learned how to eat it. Right. Well, it's time for some reality check here, Father Roderick. Um, uh, we're already running at 40 minutes in. I just want to give an update on myself here. You know, last week I made it my goal to get back into the gym on a regular basis and do some intentional physical ac- activity. And mm-hmm. uh, of course, I have some excuses. Stephanie, it turns out that Stephanie went away for the entire weekend. So Friday, Saturday and Sunday, I had all the kids for myself. But that's more than an excuse than anything. But looking back, there are there are a couple things that I could have done that would have involved intentional physical activity with the kids. And sometimes I get so caught up on what my official goal is that if it doesn't equal going to the gym, then all of a sudden I failed to meet my goal. I, I should have just gotten over that and said, you know what, I'm going to go out and play in the backyard and rake leaves and jump in them. You know, <laughs> that, why, why didn't I do that? But anyway, I didn't. So uh, anyway, I decided this week, starting Monday, I wanted to start going uh, to the gym in the morning and working out. And Monday came around. I didn't do it. Uh, I slept until about 8 o'clock. However, I went at 6 p.m. Monday night. Um, And then Tuesday, which uh, was yesterday, uh, Tuesday, um, I didn't get up in time. So I actually was able to do it right around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, Then yesterday... I woke up at six o'clock in the morning and went to the gym and and did it. And of course, today I woke up at five o'clock this morning, but I didn't get to the gym. But instead, I did actually go for a walk um, while Stephanie right before Stephanie's full time mom podcast. And I got one point five mile jog in. So I actually did a nonstop jog for one point five miles. And then uh, I'm going to do another one this afternoon when I'm finished today. Cool. Cool. So I'm getting back to this thing. Yeah. How's the weight? The, you yeah. know what? The, the crazy thing, and of course, you talk about a motivator. I, I kept saying week after week that, you know, my weight, I'm, I'm pretty much maintaining it, right? Yeah. Well, you know, you figure with the fluctuation of, you know, up a pound, down a pound, up a pound, down a pound. Well, I was up two pounds, down a pound. Up two pounds, uh, down, down a pound. Hey, so you don't even notice it's kind of creeping up That's like that. That's exactly what happened. And I got on the scale on Monday and here I was 223 pounds. And I'm like, wait a second, at my lowest, you know, you know, what, three months ago, I was at 212. So this whole maintaining thing, total lie. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't maintaining anything. I was slowly, gradually increasing over time. And, and I was like that little lobster that you throw in a pot of water that doesn't even know that he's getting ready to be boiled. (laughs) Anyway, but I'm back on top of it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, uh, I did. I did better than last week. Um, I, I'm still not feeling like 100. percent Is and it, it, most of my problems are sleep related. I don't sleep enough. I don't. I don't go to bed early enough. And I think it's because my days are overloaded, and so I've got this tendency of staying up late and watching episodes of uh, Fringe. And uh, and then I was like, oh, I only watched one episode. Let's watch another one. Or let's uh, Doctor Who. I started to watch Doctor Who. 
talking about addictive television. And so, uh, and then in the morning, I just can't get out of bed. You know, I was like, I still wake up at seven. There's kind of this automatic clock. But then I, I go back to sleep and then I kind of, I don't even really sleep, but I stay in bed for an hour and then I, I wake up with a headache and I don't have any motivation to go out for a run or I, you know, I think, oh, I'll do it in the afternoon, which never happens. And so for, uh, fortunately on Monday, I did a pretty long run, a, a real run. And to make it more exciting, I, I tried out some different, uh, some, some different routes in the, in the area. Or is it routes? I never know. Is it router or routes. router? Routes. routes. Different routes. Different itineraries. And so, uh, uh, and that was kind of fun. Uh, I w- and I was using my iPhone to kind of find my way back because I got hopelessly lost at one point. And it's like, so where am I? And I love the multitasking. So I can now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always um, measuring my, my runs with the, uh, uh, the, the RunKeeper Pro. But then I can also switch to the, uh, the Google Maps application. So that was fun, and uh, but I was a bit surprised that I couldn't really run more than, what was it, four miles, and I was really tired. And this morning, I went out for a much longer run. I did five miles, and I felt great, and it was that I did, just didn't have more time um, due to uh, certain obligations. But I, I came home, and I was like, ah, I, I want to run another hour. I just felt awesome. And so it's a, it's a good sign that my um, my form is coming back. I just feel it in my feet. I was like... I'm starting to get back into the rhythm, and um, eating-wise, I've I've also made some uh, some changes, and I've been very adventurous when cooking. For instance, I was getting inspired by the fall season. There are a lot of mushrooms everywhere where, where you walk, and then normally when I run, I, I I stop and I take a few pictures. And I don't know, all those mushrooms are probably super poisonous and dangerous, but <laughs> you're craving for mushrooms. And so I went out and I bought a... I a, thought you a, were going to tell me you've picked mushrooms and stuck them home. <laughs> and then I puked for three days and I lost 10 pounds. <laughs> uh, no, actually, no, I, I got some, some, some real normal edible mushrooms, uh, mixed, mixed mushrooms. And I just invented my own... Uh, uh, rice recipe with a bit of, of wild rice and then a creamy sauce of broccoli and again I just didn't overcook the broccoli I just cut it into very small pieces and I just sauteed it in a little bit of olive oil and then I added um, some uh, a, a tiny little bit of, of ground meat but just for the taste of it it was kind of lean lean ground beef and, uh, and lots and lots of mushrooms and then some uh, lean um, cream. It's not. It's not uh, like a really dairy product, but it's kind of a, a sort of a, a. I don't know what it is. Kind of imitation cream or what, whatever. But it really binded the sauce. And then I added lots and lots of spices. And I just tried it out. I, I have no idea what, what spices go in there, but I just I just tasted. And I added some more, and I tasted, and I was like, oh, it needs a bit of this, and. Man, the final result was so good. And I knew like every bite had like the brown mushrooms and the creamy sauce and then the 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 very dark green broccoli and every and on wild brown rice. And it's like every bite is health. And I loved it. And uh, and so I've been I've been eating a lot of that stuff lately. And on the scale, um, it is uh well, it, it's it's really stable. I mean, but slowly 
I feel that my that what is currently under my chin and around my waist is getting back into the legs where it belongs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but no, I still I still need to lose what is it? Um, a, a little more than ten pounds to get back to my uh, my running weight. So you still have another ten pounds to get back to where you want to be then. Yeah. Very yeah, good. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm glad to hear that you're you're over the the illness that you had last week and uh, that you are enjoying your new eating. Hey, yeah. and I celebrated my accomplishments. That was another theme. The Biggest Loser. Oh uh, yeah. It's like you got to celebrate even the smaller achievements. So uh, here's to you, Cliff, for going out and running and doing that 5K and. Uh, that's that's cool. I've Even done, though I've oh, done a five k every day this week, by the way. Well, there you go. Let's celebrate. I'm celebrating. Let's, let's run another one to I celebrate. Will. Exactly. <laughs> so hey, um, did, I, I you know talking about celebrating. Stephanie had set herself a goal. She says if I get close to my ideal, if I get down to my ideal weight, then I'm going to get my front tooth fixed. Which um, this is oh. something that happened to her when she was a little kid. She had a, a chipped tooth that. She's always had this, you know, it's always been a full tooth as far as when you look at it. But but from the time she was a kid, there was just a little bit of discoloration there. And uh, she's went to the dentist and, uh, you know, it's a a couple thousand dollars to get it fixed. So uh, it's one of the things that she's been working towards. And so she's treating herself to to getting that fixed. You must feel like you're uh, the luckiest man in the world. I have. to, to be married to a woman who only gets more beautiful over time. Exactly. <laughs> I am a very blessed man, that's for sure. Excellent. Hey, thank you very much, Father Roderick, for another totally awesome show. We encourage people to give us a call at 859-795-4067. But I know what you're saying. But Cliff, there's no way. I'm not going to leave you any feedback. I'm tired of it. I left you feedback and you're not playing it. Well, that's true. There are four pieces of audio feedback. Four of you are probably saying that. Uh, there, there are four pieces of audio feedback, and I'll tell you what, Father Roderick, I've put on our show notes for next week that we need to start with those. Yes, let's do that. We'll start and with we need more. We need more. Yes, <laughs> feedback episode next week. We want to hear what you're doing to pursue a more healthy and balanced life. God bless even, you all. Go yeah, if, if you don't want to fess up and tell us uh, your your weight problems, give us recipes. Give us healthy recipes. I love that. If you know how to make cupcakes for a hundred uh, calories a piece. Let us know how. Exactly. And do us a favor. Please do try to keep your uh, comments till about 90 seconds or less. It's about a minute and a half. That would be perfect. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. And until then, we encourage you to be a loser. Be a loser.